Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car... Use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. Who would you rather pull tips with on a brunch shift? The Burger King or Ronald McDonald? I, I'm going to go with Ronald McDonald for sure. McDonald's in Canada is is, I, is way more prominent than, than Burger King. Ronnie, Ronnie's my boy. Hi. Welcome to the Modern Waiter Podcast. I'm Marlon Joseph, the Modern Waiter, where we discuss all things restaurant business. Learn something. Laugh at something. <laughs> On today's podcast, we discuss service industry from across the border with real hospitality man, Matt Glover. But first, the intro. I'm tired of working dead beat jobs for lame pay. I'm tired of getting fired and hired the same day. If you know the rules of the game, then you'll stay. And if you don't, then you'll be a pawn while they play. I'm tired of working dead beat jobs for lame pay. Welcome, Matt, and thank you so much for joining us. As usual, I'm joined by my good friend, Danny DeVilla. What's up, what's up, what's up, people? Before we get started on the show, we're very proud to be a part of the One Star Podcast Network, the one-stop shop for restaurant and food podcasts, featuring the Sidework Podcast, Copper and Heat, In Your Mouth Podcast, <laughs> The Macaroni Zone, and Confessions of a Server. And, of course, yours truly. <laughs> Give them a listen and tell us what you think. Now, your tagline says, laughter, hospitality, and unsolicited advice. Welcome, hospitality man. Thanks for having me, guys. So from across the border, we're going to talk about, the uh, in this show, we're going to talk about some things we are been curious about, okay? And I have very limited restaurant experience in north of the border in Canada. And that's what I really want to talk to you about, uh, among other things. Now, tell us about where exactly are you located? So I, I live in uh, Alberta, Canada, uh, in the west, uh, west side of Canada there. Um, not in an igloo, contrary to popular belief. <laughs> <laughs> I want to have a baseline set for you by asking, who would you rather pull tips with? On a brunch shift, the Burger King or Ronald McDonald? Burger King or the Ronald McDonald? Uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to go with Ronald McDonald for sure. Any reason? Uh, you know what? McDonald's in Canada is is, I, is way more prominent than, than Burger King. I honestly only ever ate Burger King one time. Okay. 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 All right. Ronnie, Ronnie's my boy. Ronnie, Ronnie, but I mean, I, I, I fear that the uh, the big shoes might trip me up, like pulling with him in the same section. You he's, know, he's, he's charismatic, though. I think he, I think he would, uh, he would draw in that extra ten percent. I, I see that. I see that. <laughs> I like, that. I like where your head's at. Hey, personality's are where it's at. 
tell me about how you got started in the restaurant or the, the, not the, in the hospitality. Sure. Um, I was, I was in university, uh, going to school to be a teacher, get an ed degree, a ed degree, uh, and realized, you know, things cost money. So I applied for a job online <laughs> to do, uh, do the cash for like a, a restaurant, you know, count their floats and make some cash balance. I went in for an interview and the, uh, the cash manager wasn't there. So I sat down with the GM and we ended up talking about all sorts of things and not related to cash. And he, he just pulled me aside and said, Hey, you're going to be a, a porter, like a bar back. Okay. And he said, okay, no problem. Sounds cool. What, what does that pay? And he was like five ninety. Um, and I was like, Kate, okay. he's like, we get tips and you get to help the bartender, et cetera. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, and honestly, like first shift in, uh, we with a concert venue and, uh, I was, helping the one bartender and he said, I'm just going to go for a smoke and I'll be right back. Okay. No problem. First day, 10 minutes into my, my first hospitality shift ever. And they uh, opened the doors and I was standing behind the bar by myself and, uh, like a hundred zombies started walking towards me and asking for drinks. And I went with it. I was like, yeah, I can make a rum and Coke. And so I made a rum and Coke and I made some other drinks and he came back with this ghost white look on his face. Like I, he was terrified that I'd probably, you know, messed it all up, but End of the shift, it went well, and he handed me like a hundred bucks, and it was, it was, I was like, "This is incredible! Like, I want to be a bartender. I want to do this for sure." Yeah, you like so jumped right into tough. the bartender's so, seat. <laughs> yeah, I literally, I wasn't supposed to, but he was gone, and people were they were they were, hungry, they were thirsty, so I just I did what I had to do. That is baptism by fire. Yeah. What's your favorite aspect of the uh, of the service industry? Is it flexibility or the people? Yeah, it's a good question. I, I honestly, I like. I really like all parts of it, to be honest. Um, picking a favorite, I, it's the uh, the uh, typical cheesy, but the the people part of it, honestly, is is the best part. Um, you know, the people I've met in the time that I've done it mm-hmm. um, are, are all my best friends and people that have been a part of my life for a long time, and you get to meet such a wide range of personalities and um, no no day is the same where you meet different customers and. Um, guests and I mean it's just very unique um, industry to be part of where you know it's it's exciting dynamic most most of the people you work with are those happy outgoing fun people and it's really hard to have a bad day at work when you surround yourself with people like that that's awesome yeah it is a band of uh, pirates sometimes you know In in our industry there's there's the people are so varied where if, if you're an accountant, you know, the, uh, the, the accountants tend to have certain personalities. <laughs> but between the kitchen and the, uh, the servers, you, you, we just have such a, an amazing, diverse uh, type of people. And they fly by the seat of their pants sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, how does the whole, is it like in America, it's all tips based. There, do you guys get a check and you get tips or how does it all work? Yeah, so... Most of the, I mean, I don't know everyone, how familiar everyone is with their geography. So Canada's provinces instead of states, but most of the provinces have their own, um, you know, laws and minimum wages and stuff. Okay. Uh, ours is ours is $15 an hour, which just recently went up in the last kind of five years from, uh, I think it was $9. $9. So it's always been a lot higher than I think a lot of the states traditionally. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> you know, 15 bucks an hour is, is a good good number so you know people do i mean it's a definitely a living wage for sure um but tips tips are still a big part of it 
um, you know, a good server will still average 20% as an average. Um, you know, we there's tip outs, um, the tip out the house and the other support teams, um, and that ranges depending on what restaurant you're at. It's all, it's all individually for the restaurants, but I mean, an average tip out would be six and a half to nine percent. So if you're getting 20%, you're only taking home, you know, 15 or or uh, 12 or whatever. But that is <laughs> so it could be very lucrative, actually. It can be, yeah, for sure. If you if you work, you know, long hours, like not long hours, you work a full shift, and you know, you make a couple hundred bucks, you can you can make you can make good money. You can you can make a good um, a good living, and you can actually put some money away and and you know provide a good uh, setup for yourself. That's very that's interesting. Yeah. Now geography lesson here you mentioned uh provinces instead of states and how many provinces do you have in canada oh are you putting me on the spot man <laughs> uh there's i mean if, I if it's, it's a bad answer i'll cut it out for you <laughs> yeah if i get it wrong you gotta google it after i want to say I nine is my is my recollection maybe see here's my problem when i went to school a while ago <laughs> there there were there was uh, I think it was eleven or twelve, and then and then they added some territories, and now there's like none of it, and there's a couple more that have added. Oh. Kind of like space, how they t- Pluto's not a planet anymore. Gotcha, moon, gotcha. So like, it, it changes a couple times, and and I definitely don't want to get that answer wrong because I'm going to look real silly. No, but, okay, uh, so <laughs> yeah, um, Danny's going to look it up. How many provinces <laughs> are there in in Canada? So that makes that's yeah. interesting because it makes sense. I always, I mean, obviously we live in the States, so, and uh, universally, it's not the same. Every state's different. I think like Washington State the and, and certain others, the, the, the. Ten. <laughs> yeah. He, he I, Googled, I Googled it. I had to Google it too because I was like, I don't want to be wrong. So I was right. It was 10 and three territories. So yep, 13. Exactly. Okay, yeah. so yeah. the territories are—is that like a Puerto Rico type of thing? Um, where in the United <laughs> States you have these, um, you know, the fifty states, and then we have yeah, like and Puerto then Rico you, a, yeah, Puerto Rico, or, Guam, and something yeah. like Commonwealth. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. You know what? I don't know the yes, political is. background on why they're called territories. Okay, um, it's—I think it was how it was divided up. Like after the after the fact, okay. Um, do, do it used to be like the, Northwest, and... the Northwest Territories was like an area, okay, our province, and then um, yeah, they, they, they just kind of divided it since since in the last however long it's been, okay. Um, so, I mean, I honestly, it's, it's as bad as it is. I don't know that much about it. Yeah, uh, it's it's far away and like not kind of um, you know everyday as far as uh, what we have in our in our province. And so Alberta, and what's next to you guys? Uh, British Columbia. Yeah, so we're we're between BC, uh, which is the, the west coast there, and then uh, Saskatchewan is uh, our neighbor. So we're we're like we have the Rocky Mountains come through Alberta, um, the uh, and so we're kind of known for it's a prairie province where there's lots of, lots of farming, lots of open land, and there's the mountains by kind of <clears throat> Calgary, Banff. Um, big kind of big tourist spots. Um, beautiful place to go if you've never been. Um, definitely recommend checking it out. Um, but yeah, awesome. It's a really, really beautiful place to live. To be honest. Now, when uh, when you say uh, tourist spot, are you talking wintertime skiing, or are you talking summertime? You know, 
lake or what's the what what's the sell the sell for it yeah it's honestly it's all year so you get the the mountains right so you have ski there's a bunch of ski like really pristine ski uh opportunities okay uh and then in the summertime you know hiking and there's beautiful lakes and it's it's very uh picturesque very scenic is it affordable yeah i mean yeah it's there's definitely it depends where you go you, you you can you can definitely make it an affordable trip for sure um you know when we're allowed to travel again uh and i mean if you do it right and you uh stay where where it fits your budget most you can definitely do it and you can do it all the way to the other end where it's you know a hot tub overlooking a mountain lake and some crazy chalet like there's definitely both ends of the uh spectrum available mm. you just put something on my map for me yeah <laughs> let uh, me know if you guys come visit i'll show you around oh fantastic i mean i <laughs> now we have to you know jump this uh little quarantine hurdle couple small hurdles and yeah and we are we're so our province uh currently is in a quarantine ish um <laughs> quarantine light <laughs> it's, it's yeah it's like quarantine light it's, it's not as good as you know a, um a regular quarantine no uh we unfortunately um had to shut down last march uh for three two and a half months and then we soft opened um you know some restrictions in the summer uh, and then we had to shut down again. Um, restaurants completely shut down in December again. Um, and just recently, we're, we were allowed to do, to do takeout, but no dine-in. Um, and then, what was it, a month ago or so, roughly, um, we were allowed to open with limited restrictions. So currently, you have to be from the same household. You have to be six feet apart uh, from any other tables. Uh, and then maximum six people. That's our current current kind of restriction that we're in right now. So it's pretty pretty limited, definitely uh, affecting the uh, the volume of, of guests that we're getting. Mm-hmm. Now, in the beginning of the show, I did ask you what uh, about your introduction to the industry. Now, take me through a little bit after that, after your your bar back um, bartending experience. Now, where did you transition from there leading up to here? And you don't have to tell us specifically names of where you worked or where you work presently, but just to give the audience, uh, you know, an idea. Um, so I did the barback porting thing for three months, four months. Okay. Uh, and then got to jump into bartending um, at the live music venue that I was at. Really cool experience. Got to see tons of a- bands as they were coming up and, you know, free free concerts and not even free. Got got paid to watch concerts, which was really cool. Um, from there, I finished my university um, program, finished finished both my degrees, and I uh, was gonna like, okay, I'm just gonna you know go be a teacher or go do that. And I was bartending, and at the time, and one of the managers pulled me aside and was like, hey, do you wanna do you wanna like manage? And I was like, uh, yeah, I mean, that could be kind of fun. I don't need to don't need to do my career yet. Um, and uh, started doing. Started as like assistant manager where I was working uh, at a different venue now. This was like a, a, a Canadian pub, um, mm-hmm. and uh, kind of went from there. I just I, I got into it. I fell in love with what I was doing, and you know I got to uh, manage uh, that. I got to be a general manager level uh, with that company for I was there for twelve years. Oh wow! Um, it was really cool, and and then uh, short version had a had a son, which is one of the best things in my life for sure. 
Um, but the the late night 4 a.m.s weren't conducive with the 6 a.m. wake up of a two and three year old. And so uh, I just switched gears and went to um, more of the restaurant side okay. um, and worked in, at a steakhouse for a bit. And then, you know, uh, Italian uh, kitchen and bar with amazing food and beautiful room and, um, you know, really enjoying doing that. And, um, and through, as I, as I interesting, actually through quarantine for the first shutdown, uh, I changed jobs and I ended up bartending last summer again, just and starting starting the page just in, during quarantine. And I uh, got got back into uh, really just like the bartending serving side of it, and and it was it was so much fun. It was like the the best summer I've had in forever. Um, it just reminded me of you know the, a lot of the things I really love about the, the hospitality industry. You've run the gambit of uh, of of restaurant experience yeah, or yeah. service industry yeah. experience for sure. That's uh, well rounded. Do you have a favorite, whether it's management or bar backing? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know what? I, I like, I like different parts for different reasons. Okay. Um, I guess the, 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 for me, uh, I why I wanted to do the teaching program and why, why I went to university for that was I like coaching and I like developing and mentoring. And so, I mean, a lot of the managing side of it's a lot of fun and <clears throat> I try to, you know, get the most out of, out of myself and other people I work with and, um, have some really good relationships I've been able to build and, if I had to pick one, I probably would pick that side. Um, but nothing, nothing compares to being able to just show up, work really hard, leave, that <laughs> take is, a tip, and go sit on a beach, and like right there, nobody, man. yeah, yeah. <laughs> nobody calling you for anything. <laughs> Not only that, you you get to um, you leave it behind. You yes. know, when you're a manager, you get in those totally. calls or those emails. It's, you know, it's, 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 yeah, you're just done for the day. When you're done for, you can actually check out. <laughs> Completely, and completely. Not have to think about it. Exactly. That's what yeah. I love about them. I mean, for me, I I have really stayed away from bartending because you know, as much as I like people, I don't like people. <laughs> 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 I feel like uh, bartending, you're you're pretty much trapped, and I can walk away from a table at any time, and that's True. how I really keep True. my my you know my energy up. You yeah. know, and uh, I. Uh... Pardon? I was going to say, I find it really interesting, you know, different personalities at work, hospitality. Um, it's, it's somewhat surprising how many people are, you know, introverted extroverts. I mean, I, that are like, they like people in doses. It's, yes. And it's, it's, not, it's not 100 miles an hour all the time. There's a lot of, lot of uh, people like that, for sure, myself included. Like, I like, I love interacting with people, but then I like my downtime. True. I Do you find, well, for me... I, I, I need time away to be able to, not to be able to, it's, it's a lot of high free, what I call high frequency when you're, when you're either, um, working or out, there's a lot of high frequency and the downtime really helps me to, you know, set the pace again to be able to be outgoing and and interested in people. And then sometimes you just want to, you know, say nothing and sit there, (laughs) you know, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, uh, we did a show, uh, I don't know, maybe a couple of months ago on dating in the restaurant business. Have you ever dated someone inside the business? Yeah, no, uh, my current um, partner, she is a, works at a restaurant as well. Um, so we've been together for two and a half years. Um, and previous two relationships were, were hospitality people as well. Not at the same restaurant, because I know that's 
I've learned you don't do that one, but uh, <laughs> but different different restaurants, and uh, so it's it's actually honestly I, I I highly recommend it because those people understand all of the nuances of restaurant life. You know, not you. knowing what time you're done work or just you know the interactions and people and and the pace, and it's easier to have those combos with someone who has done it. Um, so I've found you know success in that and. Uh, my girlfriend Kristen right now she's you know she's she definitely gets it and so it it is uh, really you know nice to come home to someone that understands exactly what kind of day you had good or bad you know that's uh when we were listing out all the things I think we we neglected that one you know as a positive yeah you know it's uh it you made a an excellent point there and uh also now I, I went to school in Buffalo and we would go across the border because the the drinking age was 19. And so I'm curious to know, you mentioned the provinces and the, is the drinking age um, all across Canada or is it province by province? Yeah, it's province by province. Um, wow. Alberta is 18 actually. What? <laughs> 18? 16 yeah. if you have the if you have your friend's fake id but but uh <laughs> 18 18 here so yeah you're finishing up high school and you're half the kids are able to go to the bar that's pretty cool that is pretty yeah. cool now i remember i remember very vaguely i mean this is a lot of years ago um there were restaurant ratings as far as i want to say the health department Am I accurate with that, or is it just limited to maybe um, the province I was in? Where they have, are you referring to, like the the letter grade thing? They yes, do? yes, yeah, yeah. That's 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 um, more. I think it's more Toronto, like or Ontario East Coast. Okay, um, I've seen it. I've seen it before. They give you like an A, a B, a C, or whatever the whatever the system is. It's not a. It's province by province as well. It's not something we have here um, where they grade you from health inspectors mm-hmm. um, it, yeah I, I, but I, I know what you're talking about I've seen it before now what what would what would we be surprised that's very commonplace in in Canadian restaurants or dining be it whether it's food or just the way that you you do things operationally that's a good question um uh, would be surprising i mean for the most i don't know if it's surprising or not um our our systems i think are pretty similar in any travel that i've done to the states mm-hmm. when i've went out nothing's really been too different i guess maybe one of the things uh from my experience at least um we're very monitored by the government as far as um rules and regulations for you know how many ounces you can pour um, certain rules around how many drinks you can have after a certain time. So, for example, all of our drinks have to be measured um, one ounce, like at a time. So you can't free pour. Mm. Um, and as well, uh, we have rules, at least in Alberta, <clears throat> excuse me, where uh, you can only have two uh, standard pour drinks in front of you after one a.m. So one hour before last call, last call is at two. Okay. Maybe, maybe those would be a couple of things that might be a little bit different. Okay, that's interesting. I do re- remember at least in and around um, Toronto, East Coast, let's call it. I remember bartenders would have the aid of um, 
uh, I don't know what they're called, but these um, calibration machines. Basically, yeah, you would press a button and it'll measure out the the alcohol for you. So that's basically a part of what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, so not so much not so much a machine, um, but I mean you have to use a, sh a shot glass or a jigger okay, gotcha. to, to measure. And so if you if you were pouring three into the glass, you know you you could get fined okay. for doing that. So it's more more so just we have to uh, show we measured it and control it, and um, you know all of our liquor has to be purchased through like a governing uh, liquor board, not board, but a controlled. Uh, liquor system, I guess. Okay. So we use, you know, Connect and, and BDL, and they're they're monitored by the AGLC, which is the uh, Alberta Gaming and Liquor Commission. So it's very, it's not uh, not as uh, free, I guess, to get stuff where you want or kind of do some of the, we can't do the old, they can't do promotions anymore, like a dollar highball, not a thing. The minimum drink price, you have to charge at least 275 like a lot of things around that. Okay, free, so free uh, happy hour's dead in Alberta? <laughs> You can do happy hour. It's just there's the minimum drink prices. You have to like you can't do you know quadruple and you have mm. to do like double. And, um, you have to. It, it's kind of honestly, it's relaxed a little bit in the last few years. Mm -hmm. um, but it went from. I mean, I'll tell you a story. How look? I remember in university there was a bar and it was any coin would get you a drink. So yeah, and so <laughs> a nickel, a quarter, whatever. Uh, awesome. You could get a drink. You probably wouldn't get another drink if, mm -hmm. if you gave the bartender a nickel. <laughs> but <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, any drink, any drink was uh, was any coins. There was, there was some crazy. There was rock paper scissors one time. They, you know, you win, you get a free drink. You lose, you pay whatever it was. It was Wild West, but they they really tightened that up. That's interesting. I like the rock paper scissors for the drink. <laughs> yeah, I've uh, got. Uh, I've got a, I've got a good collection of of stories from from my experience that I'll I'll throw in a book one day and we'll uh, we'll share them. I would definitely read that. Now I'm referencing these shows just for for backdrop, but one of the most nerve wracking shows that I've done was um, restaurant stereotypes. <laughs> now what do what stereotypes do Canadians have of Americans as far as uh, the restaurant industry? Okay, I gotta tread lightly on this one, Noah. Uh, <laughs> no, let, let it out. We want to know. Is that way we could be better? We, yeah. we, <laughs> we could do better. What stereotypes do we have of of American restaurants or American people, or what was the question exactly? Um, mostly about Americans when it comes to um restaurant. Um, like let's say that a bunch of Americans come to your restaurant. Gotcha. Okay. Um. You know what? I've had the uh, opportunity to serve people from all over the world, which has been really, really unique and really cool. Um, I, I honestly, and I'm not lying to you, I haven't really had any bad experiences with with anybody from from the U.S. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think people are people wherever they're from. I know there's definitely stereotypes. Um, you know, the stereotypes of Canadians being extra friendly. Um, I do think you know that is that is true. I feel <clears throat> for the most part, everyone's. You know, really polite, and but I, again, I haven't had any bad experiences where I served anyone from you know anywhere in the U.S. where they were any any type of stereotype that I ever heard. Everyone's been really great, and I don't know. I mean, if I'm getting deep on you, I think how the server or bartender approaches the table and interacts with people really brings out those qualities in people as well. So, if you're a good, you know, happy-go-lucky, happy, good person, it's really hard to get to have bad tables. Um, even the people that are a little bit, eh, 
um, you know, they, for the most part, my experience anyways, they're, they come around and they're, they're good and they're happy. And they're at least polite, respectful. I don't True. very rarely have I had too many people, you know, lose their marbles on, on something. And I know for myself, when people are upset about something at the restaurant, nine times out of 10, it's not the thing. It's the other 25 things that happened on that day or the things that are going on in their life that we don't know about that just, that was, they just wanted to stake it. It wasn't done right. And you know, that's not the true issue. And, um, you know, most of the time we can fix whatever that problem is really quick and it's, it's good to go. True. True. Now does, uh, does Tim Hortons just dominate the coffee industry in Canada? Like as far as like, or do you have like Starbucks and, and Dunkin' Donuts? Yeah, no, Tim Hortons, Tim Hortons is a staple for sure. There's lots of, uh, some good commercials if you want to YouTube them. Um, they, they're very prominent, but there's a Starbucks on every every second block too. So we're we're very um, you know Americanized, I guess. With not so much Dunkin' Donuts, but Starbucks for sure. They're okay. all over the place. Um, you know Tim Hortons. Um, I don't know. I'd be curious to know what the number of each restaurant in Canada is, but I would I would argue they're probably close to each other. The number number of number That's- of each. That's surprising. Well, actually, not surprising because of how we know that Starbucks does business. You could see a Starbucks across from a Starbucks. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, same thing here. But living where I'm from, it's pretty flat land. You can see about five yeah, but, miles. So, but... yeah, so uh, Starbucks is is Seattle based, though. So, and you're on the West Coast. And how long have you guys had Starbucks there for a long time? Yeah, I you know, ironically, even though I work in the industry, I don't drink coffee ever. But uh, we've had Starbucks for as long as I can remember. Yeah, so that makes sense to me, like ge- yeah. geographically. Well, I mean, there it's right. like saying McDonald's is based in whatever. They're they're ubiquitous, man. Oh, like, yeah, uh, Starbucks is everywhere. more than everywhere. I remember uh, uh, my mom lives in Tampa, and she asked me to meet her at uh, this mall, Brandon Mall, let's just say. And uh, I go there, and she's like, "Oh, I'm so and so by the Starbucks." I'm, okay, I'm walking, and I. I said, I don't see the store next to the Starbucks. She's like, oh, no, there's another Starbucks. It's it's not a big mall, mind you. And I'm walking yeah. and I go, I pass this mall, no lie, had three Starbucks. Wow. And when I tell you the mall literally has, um, no, it looks like two. a, no, it's a one level mall. And it, it looks like if you put, a, if you flattened out a horseshoe into three sections, mm-hmm. that's what it, it's basically, you know an open three section like that's how many starbucks they had in that small mall that's crazy wow why <laughs> i don't drink coffee either but um the, from being in buffalo we had we had several uh tim hortons there yeah for sure but they have not made it uh south <laughs> uh now we're always uh, we're always giving advice here around the show, and we just did a show on on kids in the restaurant. What advice would you give parents to groom their kids for a, a um, you know dining for, experiences yeah, exactly. in in restaurants? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know what? As a dad, I think I've made a very conscious effort to teach him some of the you know the important things about etiquette um, around how to behave in a restaurant, how to talk to people um, from, from my own experience. Anyways, I don't know about anybody else as a parent because that's hard to, to critique. But for me, um, from a young age, I had him, he ordered his own food. 
uh, always please and thank you. Um, you know, always polite, um, sitting still as much as you can for little ones. I know they move around sometimes, <laughs> but he's, he's pretty good. Uh, he really enjoys going out to eat. I think it's part of our, you know, experience together when we go out is not just, not just the, the, the pizza that he gets or his favorite things. It's, um, you know, the experience. And I, I mean, for me, I always have him quote unquote, pay the bill and, and tip the server. Oh, wow. Uh, which he loves doing. He loves handing, you know, the server like, you know, 30 bucks or 40 bucks and, Think thank you and they love it because he's cute and he's polite and I mean that's all you can ask for when for me when, when kids come in if they're polite and you know um, respectful to the staff that's that's just promising that they're going to be great people when they grow up and it's kudos to their parents for taking the time to, to teach their kids you know some of those values that that they apply across uh, every industry really not just hospitality but any any service industry anytime someone's providing a service I think it's important to acknowledge and respect you know that that's their job and. You know, it's something they're doing for you and, um, you know, to kind of show appreciation for that. I like that. I'm going to adopt that. I, I like the the pay the bill thing. Yeah. You know, that was really cool. Yeah, I I, I dig that a lot. I, that's why I love learning things, you know, and I, I also do the what you said about, you know, ordering for yourself. I like Danny and I, we both encourage our children to order off of the regular menu, even mm-hmm. if it's like, maybe it's an appetizer or something or something that I know that I yeah. can split with her or take home, things like that to expand beyond chicken fingers or something yeah, like beyond that. Yeah, beyond the palate. But I, I do enjoy that. Now, uh, I'm going to let you go on these last two questions. What, uh, what made you start your Instagram page? The Real Hospitality Man. Yeah, that was, uh, so I've, <laughs> I've always, I've always, you know, liked the lighter side of, of hospitality and, you know, being able to kind of laugh at some of the things that are, you know, maybe tough on people. And there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of stress, obviously, when quarantine happened, unknowns, uncertainties, um, people were, were scared and, and, you know, some still are. And I mean, nothing, nothing's done yet. And um, when I was in quarantine, I was, I was bored. And uh, I was, I made some jokes. I was making some memes just for fun. Like I didn't have a page or anything. And I sent it to a couple of friends and one of my friends is like, Hey, you should make that a page and just like do that. And I was like, I don't know. No one's going to follow it, man. And then, but I'm like, you know what? Who cares? I'll just do it, do it for myself. And um, so I, I made a, a real hospitality man page and came up with um, just a few memes. And it's actually ironic that you're calling me today because two Two days from now, March 24th, will be the one year from when I started the page. Oh, wow. Um, awesome. Yeah, he, just, he encouraged me to put him out there, and so I put myself out there a little bit. Um, you know, I don't take myself too seriously. I, I think I keep my, my stuff pretty pretty PG. It's nothing nothing too offensive. I don't I ever want to offend anybody. Maybe that's a Canadian in me. I don't know. <laughs> I, like the, uh, I like the lighter side of stuff where we can poke fun at ourselves, and I have a lot of fun with it now, and I've got to meet some really cool people. Um, you know, through that, you know, yourself and some of the other pages yeah, I interact exactly. with. Especially but... in these time of days. I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. And and one thing that uh, strikes uh, strikes me with you is you tend to keep things positive. You know, we've communicated loosely throughout the last few months and things like that. And I gravitate to people who are who are positive, you know, keep things light. And it's a really cool community I've been able to meet you know, several people in our niche and things like that. So, you know, I do appreciate that, uh, you know, what you're doing for the industry. 
And uh, the last thing I have for you, my man, is what's the first thing you're going to do post-COVID? Uh, like they lift the curtains, they open the doors, and they say, hey, run free. What are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> That's, you know what? If, if that happens where we can have some, some freedom of quote-unquote normal but not normal anymore, mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm, I'm coming to Florida and I'm going to go lay on a beach. I got to go travel. I got to get out of here. Hey. If you come to South Florida, Fort Lauderdale area, look me up. <laughs> yeah, sure. so, yeah, I know vacation's top of the list for sure. I, I'd love to just kind of have a little break from. And I, I like, I really love my life, and I, I love my job, I do. Um, and then I love my family and everybody here, and I even love you know Canadian winters to a degree. Um, <laughs> but uh, just being able to travel and get away and turn off the brain for you know a week is is awesome. I think, I think it's important for mental health. Important to be honest. To actually, just to be able to get back out into the real, to the world, and have it kind of have some kind of normality to it. Yeah, and I think for people's mental health in general, just being able to look, even looking forward to a trip or a visit with family or whatever, those things are, are really important. I think it's been pretty hard on everyone um, in every industry, but um, struggling with being alone and isolated and quarantined and and life changing. And I think um, anytime we can recharge ourselves with, you know, being in a good social environment, um, being with family, taking a break for yourself, whatever it is. I think those are things that um, are very important. So that would be for sure the top of the list would be head out and have some relaxation time. All right. I'm looking forward for that for you. And thank you so much for your time. Follow him, man, on Instagram, the real hospitality man, Matt Glover. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, thank you guys for having me. Yeah, I'm, I'm down to come up. You, um, we should take a trip. Oh yeah, listen, I I planned <laughs> on going this uh, summer to Toronto. Okay, and I can always, I, I you know, summertime down here for us. Summertime is uh, the time for us to be able to travel. Exactly. Why other people? It's it's our slow season mm-hmm. down here, so to speak, and. Okay. Um, I had planned to going to Toronto because I have uh, family there, and I, I love Canada. I I have a, I'm not well traveled uh, West Coast Canada, so we can you know extend that and come out there for a couple of days, you know see some of the uh, the good sites there, yeah. and um, and definitely pop in and hopefully you have time for us to you know to have a drink as well. And yeah, you guys people. you guys come out to Alberta and I'll 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 show you around. We'll we'll do some hikes in the mountains and we'll. Uh... We'll do uh, hospitality uh, Canadian style. Fantastic. Great. I like the sound of that. If you'd like to reach out to us, I'm at the Modern Way to Podcast on Instagram. Or if you want to email me with any show ideas or just a shout out, you can reach me at themodernwaiter at gmail.com. If you do enjoy our show, the way that you could support us right now is to pass it on to a friend and tell them that you listened to the modern waiter podcast and it was pretty cool i'm marlon joseph the modern waiter thank you again matt i'm david villa subscribe 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 people and we'll see you next week on the modern waiter podcast later thanks again matt you're the man yeah uh fire 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 baby bmr all day you know we got it Your man, Mr. Quick. Uh, check it. Uh. Now here we go. They say, be the piper, pick the pack of pickle peppers. I say I'm a veteran, and niggas know I'm better than your average. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. 
Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.